time has come, nigga. We here. Yeah. You ready? That's what I'm saying. Coke on the counter, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into Open that. the door, smell the sour, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Put your snakes on the collar, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Every minute, make a dollar, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Coke on the counter, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into Open that. the door, smell the sour, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Put your snakes on the collar, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Every minute, make a dollar, yeah, I'm into I that. I hustle harder to that. avoid disappointment and broken promises. Cause being broken, miserable, challenge your happiness. Picture me 30 and hurting, I can't imagine it. I can't. You already know I'm valid on the packaging. Cause I don't wanna hear rhymes about what your homies did. That was Countertops. I'm into that. Off of Jamal Gasol's latest project, Jamal Gasol is the future. He joined me for episode 60 of We Going In Presents. In this interview, we talk about his latest project, Jamal Gasol is the future, being a dad, his creative writing process, the upstate New York scene, how the world is piffed too is coming soon, hopefully later this year, and much more. After the interview, make sure you hit up the links all on wegoingin.com. I know you just got the kids off to school. How's your week going so far? Uh, it's going good, man. Can't complain. Just trying to you know, keep everything organized. For sure. I mean, you know, just kids alone, that's a full-time job. you got the music going right now. How do you balance your day to make sure you get everything done that you need to? Well, my, my, my family comes first and foremost no matter what. So, you know, i got to make sure that they're good before I'm good. Even though it should be the other way around, I just always got to make sure my family good. So trying to balance that and then, you know, work on my career at the same time, it's, it's fun for me. It's fun for me because it's like, you know, I, I get to live a little and then find some inspiration when I go right. So, For sure. You know, and how much does the family influence the music and, and inspire you or motivate you and vice versa? Um, it, 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 um, my family, I would say my family plays a part in there just based off of tradition and experience and, you know, things that we went through as family. So uh, they, I would definitely say they play a big part of influence. So I got to ask just because for me, the morning struggle getting the kids to school on time is always like, you know, it's 7.55 and I feel like I made it, you know, if the kids are there walking through the door because 55 is the cutoff. What's the ch- most challenging part of the morning getting kids ready for school? Um, the challenging part was getting me up because I used to be <laughs> the one that was the one I'd be tired. I'd get them up and go lay right back down. Then got to get right back up, and I'll just lay there until last minute. Throw some sweatpants on. All right, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, I, it would be me, I would say. But now that I, I get up a little more earlier in my day, I, I just, um, I like to just get up and think a lot, man. I'm a thinker. So I could definitely say the problem used to be me, but the kids ain't a problem. They, they get up, they ain't, they ain't too hard of an issue. That's great. You know, I, I appreciated your commentary on the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight over the weekend. Um, looking back oh, on it, man. you know, what are you what are you thinking about that now that you've had a few days to really process and let what happened sink in? Um I, I think sometimes people need to be a little more humble. I feel like people people get to a point in their career and feel un, unstoppable and that they're the only one. And I feel like that's that's that was wildest problem. I, I had mad confidence in him based off his history, and like that, that really that was a big disappointment. You know, it's, it's like a fashion show though. That whole match was a fashion show to me. 
You know, he came out with the nice outfit, the dope presentation, and you lose. You know, I mean, that's like the biggest disappointment of it all. Like, you know, you coming out with the marching band and you got Whitney Houston singing the national anthem for you as you walk out and you lose. You know, it was, just, it was embarrassing, man. I can't believe son even. Uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. How, how much are you buying the excuse that the the uniform, the costume weighed too, too much being 40 pounds and that's why he didn't have legs? Nah, man. Go ahead with that shit. I'm still excuse my language. Go ahead with Go that. <laughs> now nah, for real. Go ahead, bro. Anybody tell you to come out looking like Thor? <laughs> I mean, you'll come out here looking crazy. It'll be all right. No doubt. Would you still pay for the rematch, the part three? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to see that. We got to see that. You got to see it. It's, it's, I personally felt he got robbed for the first fight. I've never seen nobody get knocked out and get caught a tie. Never in history of fighting from street fighting to boxing. Never seen nobody get knocked out and it's caught a tie. Never. No, I think the trilogy is definitely needed. I think it's looking at like a summer, a summer fight is what it's looking like. I hope so. So really, imp- really impressive that you wrote Jamal Gasol is the future in one day. How did that come about? Um, me and Manzu Beats was discussing doing the project, and I was working with him on a, a, a nice balance, and it, it worked out in my favor. So that that just inspired me a little more to want to work on it. You know what I mean? When the bag right, I I, I move a little quicker. So I got a I got my own little in house studio. He sent me a couple beats. I went through them. I picked what I would like. And we just started. I recorded one song. I think I did How It Happened. I recorded How It Happened. And he, he's like, yo, that's very fire. Okay, bet. So I started listening to more beats. I did Get Richer Settle. And then I did Pay the Fee. I was trying different. I was trying different things. Like I said, I was motivated because the bag came. So when it's there, I can, I can move a little different. And then countertops. I'm not gonna lie. I I did countertops, and I was playing that song for maybe like three hours straight. I just kept playing this joint. Yo, this joint is so fire. This joint is too fire. Like, yeah, that came out great. That, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, that project came out good though, man. It didn't take me long. I, like I said, the bag was there. It inspired me a little bit, so I, I moved in the bag right. Because I mean, I feel like I feel like the expectation is like you could just create music, you know, with with home studios, and just having that access. The expectation sometimes is like just make music all day, like just keep making new songs, keep dropping them. But you know, at the same time, you don't want to be doing this, you know, for free all the time either, right? Absolutely. You know, see, I, I like when I first started taking things serious a couple of years ago, there was like there was a big epidemic of saturation in the music. You know, everybody was just SoundCloud savvy. This is before people was really in tune with DistroKid and CD Baby and all that, where you can make money off your songs. And then DistroKid changed everything where, you know, the pricing was more feasible. Everybody could, you know, get their streaming money and, and be able to gain fans and get people across the world to listen to their music. So that was, um, that was a that was a thing for me as far as um, along those lines. So how do you balance that oversaturation where you really could just record a freestyle or a song every day and put it up on SoundCloud versus 
you know, holding back and having more of like a like a plan and, and a scheduled release date so that you're not flooding people with too much. So you know what I do? I'll I'll do both. I'll do both. It's 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 um it's just keeping your blade sharp in my opinion. I'll um I'll ha- I'll be working on a project but be dropping songs that might be on the project you don't even know. Or these these I'm just giving away for my people, for the fans, you know what I'm saying? So I got a habit of doing that. And it sounds to me too like with the with the Jamal Gasol's the future project, like you really controlled the creative direction of the project. Like you got the beats, but that you really created the concepts of the songs and really um put it all together yourself. Is that is that how it came together? Yeah, it, um I like being in control of my music, man. I like being in control of the beat selection and the concept of how I wanna go about it. Um but as far as like the the mix, it's just a mood for me. It's what it's what it's whatever vibe I get from the beat. Like if this beat give me that feel, then I'll I I can easily get into a vibe or a mood based off of the, the the beat, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like you write pretty quickly at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I'm especially when I'm in the when I'm in the zone, man. Let me get a nice little first morning blunt. Yeah, you know I mean, I I I'll I'll write all morning. So let let the beat be good. I'll make something work. I'll make I'll make it work, trust me. And I and I and I'm a big critic, so that's not that might not be the final project. It depends on how I'm feeling. If I like something, I'm gonna play it for a while before I just give y'all the full version. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go back and see what part I could fix up, what what line can make stronger, what words I can take out so I don't gotta use too much if I like try to perform it. I think in the I think in advance, you know, if any song could be the one. You know, what I mean, you gotta treat every song the same. I think that's a great perspective and you know a lot of a lot of artists that I've talked to talk about you know I just do it and I throw it out there and that's how it is and some artists I've talked to more in the minority talk about the revision process and going back and fixing things you know how important is that do you feel like like those little tweaks that you might make are the difference between a song maybe taken off or really being received well versus not you said that you think that do I think the tweets interfere with that? No, do you think the tweaks like you know like changing a word here or um Oh yeah. Like that that's the difference between a good song and a great song? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, uh people are aiming for like this this one one day project to be 3 days, this many hours. That's cool, but you got to really put effort into it. You know what I mean? If you if you go back and revise it, it's, it's the same in, as the elementary school. You did your rough draft, you went over it, you did your final copy, and it's what you present. You know what I mean? You, you got to protect your brand, let alone your name and establishment. So when you put putting something out with your name behind it, you want to make sure it's in top tier form. This is the best. This is the best of the work that I'm about to give them. This is, the, you know, what I mean, the top capability. That, that's that's why revision definitely plays a good part in it you know and it, it shows that you care as an artist that you care about what you say and what you present to the people you know what i mean some people don't give a fuck and, and and you can see it and you can see it you don't have to even be explained that about their personal their facade you can hear it through the music no that, that's a great point and in terms of like the writing what what's been some of the harder songs or the longer songs to write 
where you've gone um, back more? I would say sticking the song. Probably one of the hardest songs it took for me was um, Ebony from The World is Piff. It took me maybe it took maybe two days like that because I wanted to make sure the story was sequential and I wasn't trying to force anything. So I would put the pen down and go live a little. You know what I mean? Go outside. Go go for, go for a ride. Go see what's going on over here. Like, yeah, you know I mean, let the let the beat play in the car while I ride around, smoke type shit. Like, I'll be into that. You know what I'm saying? I listen to beats all day and try to figure out how I want to come on there. So then when I go back in the lab to write to it. It's a little easier for me, but I would say Ebony. Ebony is probably one of the the longest songs it took me to come up with, and it, it ain't safe. Ebony, and it ain't safe because I had to make sure my verse was a one. Mm. And you, when you look at just the fact that you know there's a lot of hungry producers out there, and they're definitely trying to to get heard and work with with artists like you. How do you balance like the amount of beats that you probably get in your inbox every day? Versus like, oh my gosh! I bet that's I'll, crazy. Y'all listen to the question. Yeah, listen to the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of beats, man. I like. I, I don't got a problem with no engineers or nothing. I, I reach out to a couple of producers and stuff. Just like I, if I like your beats, but it'd be these cats that just be messaging you because of who you are and what you got going on, and it's sort of like they hopping on the wave because you relevant. And that should have pissed me off, man. I start getting beats left and right. I'm getting this one dude, I ain't going to say his name. He sent me beats every fucking week. And I know he watched my story where I'll be telling people, y'all, I don't need no more beats right now. I'm good. I, I got enough projects over here to, to get me into 21. You know what I'm saying? I got enough projects to hold me over for the year. And people still sending me beats. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't even want this beat. Sometimes, though. I'll admit it do me some hot shit in them emails though. It, it do. Be random. But it's a lot to go through to get to that one or two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. Go through like the fourth email, I'm like, yo, who is this dude? Yo, these beats this fire. Like, if so, you could offer, shout out my... huh? Oh, go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, I, I was, I wasn't even talking to you. I talked to somebody else. What you saying? Saying, you know, what advice would you have? for uh, producers who are looking to, to work with artists like you and, and other artists to, in terms of like, if you actually want to make it happen and have a real relationship where work could happen, what would you say producers, like those producers who are just like sending you beats, what, what would they need to change? Be genuine. Be genuine. You know what I mean? They'll come on straight up. It's business. I get it. It's business. But, you know, genuine friendships, Make make things work out a lot better, opposed to just feeling like you're being used. You know what I'm saying? You use me the same way producers be crying about using people for beats is the same way we cry about being used for verses. You know what I'm saying? Be more genuine. Build relationships with these producers and artists on on both ends. You know, so you ain't just come up as like all oh, that all oh, that annoying person. Because rappers talk, rappers talk. You know what I mean? When certain people be sending everybody beats, we we are talking about you. Trust me. And that goes along with the free verses too. Like you know, let me get this. Let me get this ver- verse on this, or I need you to collab with this dude for this project. Like how how often do you get hit with those free verses right now? Man, I ain't doing no free. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't give nobody a free verse in maybe three months, and it's fine because you know people. people it's okay to hear it. No, some people be like. 
turning down my offer that I provide for them to get a verse. You know what I mean? And that's cool. It's to each his own. It's, it's a cycle. But it all it all it comes back it comes back in full circle. People appreciate it. For sure. And I gotta ask, what was it like making the countertops video? Because you definitely went all in on those visuals. Oh, that was that was fun. I'm not gonna lie, that was fun. That was a fun um fun event we put together, me and my boy. We um my boy D Hawks put together that during like two, three weeks. I had to put the treatment together, get the actors, the places. It was like about two, three weeks. That was a fun video, though. But we we always been doing the movie thing. So whenever me and D Hawks link, it's always like we got to be cinematic. We got to be on point. That's that's awesome. I mean, it looked like it was a good time, and I mean, a really creative concept as well. Was that one of the more complicated treatments and and more like just? you had to have everything in place for that video to happen that, you know, compared to other videos you may have shot in the past? Uh, that wasn't difficult. It wasn't really difficult. It was, it was, it was, it's more easier now because we already had the expectations of people, you know, what and what not to expect mm. from previous history. So, you know, based off of everybody's, um, everybody's history that was a part of the video, it was just like, okay, this is going to come together a little more smoother. My biggest thing be just making sure it's put together right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't do the videos. I don't really do editing and all that. So that would be my biggest fear is making sure that that looked good. However, whoever's shooting the video catches the right parts from verses, the right B footage. Because, you know, the presentation is key. For sure. And you, know, you talked about, you know, just being genuine. And something that sounded really genuine to me, too, is the relationship that you developed with Kill for No Joy Without Pain and that series. Oh, I mean, I thought that was really cool how you detailed that on the project. But for those who might not know, how did you and Kill first come in contact and then develop that relationship to where you could work together? Well, I, um, I really, I think it's on, you know, Dread Out Pain too. That was a true story when I said how we how we met. I was really looking on Twitter for opinions about my music because where I'm from is just, we didn't have no real examples of nobody getting ahead with music or like somebody getting a deal or being on the radio and other places. So Twitter being was my new outlet. I started reaching out to people and I messaged Kill. I seen it said he was like a hip hop connoisseur. So in my head, I'm like, okay, he must be somebody. <laughs> so I messaged him and he replied. He's like one of the first people to do the reply to me. So I sent him over a couple songs and he liked them. He was telling me Let's do a project together. He's one of the first people to say, let's do a project together. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And he'll tell you, too. I did No Joy Without Pain, the first one. I did that in like a week. He sent me a beat Sunday. I had him recorded by like Thursday. He'll tell you, I'll finish that project fast. That's crazy. Because I also feel like, you know, getting a genuine response from somebody in terms of feedback is really challenging these days with just how many artists are seeking feedback and how much is out there. So I think it's, it speaks to the quality of the music and also how genuine kill is the fact that you guys were able to, um, to, to make that relationship happen off of kind of just like reaching out randomly. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take a chance. You never you never know who's who out here. You never know who knows who. You know what I mean? Like I did know 
think about like I'm telling you this though. I didn't know Jerry without pain, and I really didn't get acknowledged until Jimmy Jump, and that was a day project. I did that in the whole day. But it take it's, it's it's time though. It's just it's just time. Like I dropped I dropped No Dream Without Pain 2017. Jimmy Jump came out 2018, and people still going back talking about No Dream Without Pain. Do you feel like that was like kind of laid the foundation for the future projects to really have to to stand on almost? What No Dream Without Pain or, or Jimmy yeah. Jump? They, like, no joy without pain to kind of lay that foundation for Jimmy Jump and everything after. I'm going to be honest. I feel like no joy without pain was slept on. And I think Jimmy Jump really brought everybody's attention. Like, like Jimmy Jump is what put people in my direction. Mm-hmm. Where they went back, and then when I brought no joy without pain to that same year, then they went back and checked out the first one. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it took me to do that. And that's the, I mean, that's the beauty of, of streaming services like Spotify too, where you can really go back and you hear one song you like from somebody, you go back and discover like, hey, there's like eight projects I completely missed out on or like, let me rewind and like catch up. How valuable do you feel like those streaming services have been to putting people onto your music and catching up if they've been like sleeping to a certain extent? Well, I appreciate it because it helps. It definitely helps, you know, it makes people go back and check out all your old material and give people time to appreciate you as a fan. Like, yo, even making music this long, such and such, you know, it makes people really question your work. And then, you know, you build fans off of that because it's authentic. They respect the come up. Like, people love seeing the come up. And you talked about that too, how it was only a few years ago that you really decided to take the music seriously and you, you document that throughout your music as well. Um, at what point was that turning point for you when you said like, this is going to be something I do for real? Um, I, I, I would have to say it took, it took me to get rated. It took me to get rated to really put myself into the light because I was, I was playing with it, but I was one foot in and one foot out. And I'll admit that. It took me to it took me to get rated and realize what I was what I had with me was wasting the at the talent that I had. You know, I'm still running the streets. I'm doing this that, third, but I'm not applying it to my music and trying to really go somewhere and make profit or you know get my standing in a better position off of it. But it took me going to to get arrested to really realize what I had. That was uh, 2017. And you're very honest about that too in the music. How important is it that you tell that story and that you are, you know, transparent with your fans and, and talking about what you went through um, and who you are today? I, I I express that just to show people that it's never too late. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late. It's never too soon. If you don't yeah. you take advantage of the time now, you're going you're gonna to die with regrets. And, uh, and I try to tell people that in an example of me being the example of like, I went through that, you know what I mean? Hopefully you hearing my story will affect, will decrease your chances of going through what I went through, you know what I'm saying? If I could lead by example and tell you, you know, I had to I had to go through this, I was doing this, I went through this, and then I started realizing what was really for me, you know what I mean? I, it, it matured me fast. And do you find too that like 
having the experiences that you did before you started taking the music more seriously, like you can speak on it in a way that gets people to actually listen to the message because they, they know like you've been there, done that and that you've, you've come out the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, and, and that's why I, 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 I speak in those terms because that's what I'm, pe- I'm speaking to. I'm, I'm talking to the people. I'm talking to the streets. You know what I'm saying? So when I speak to the streets, everybody, everybody that's been in the streets and has somebody come up and tell them what they, what they feel they should or shouldn't do, no matter who it is. And in those times, the best thing you could do is listen. So if I'm able to speak a message through the, through the music, the best thing you could do is listen and take from it. You feel what I'm saying? For sure. And do you get that feedback from fans and people saying like, hey, like your music is affecting me. Like, I appreciate what you're saying because I've it's... Had it's... People, I've had people message me how they were in like a, a depressed thought or like lost a loved one or was going through the struggle and said they played my music and it, it helped them get through it. Like I remember one dude told me he lost his, um, he lost a, I believe a family member and he played, um, what was it? He said he played Sour and Grand Crew and that like, it just changed his whole vibe. It's it, like, it sort of like made him feel a little better about his story. So, you know I mean? I appreciate when I get the messages like that. Don't see an impact for real. And you also have really strong peer respect too. When you look at like some of the work you've done, you know, working with Ido, Vidon, Benny, like what does that peer respect mean to you? Um, as far as like, what, you, what do you mean by like peer respect? Like, what does it mean that like you get the respect of your peers and they like they recognize your talent? Oh, okay. Well, um, as far as that, I would I would say I had to I had to I had to earn that. I had to earn that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like people was checking me out. Of course we of course everybody listens to each other's music, whether they wanna admit it or not. But yeah, I had to earn that. I had to reach out to people and, you know, rub shoulders with, with different people such as like Benny and Edo and all them. I I knew Benny well before all of this. I knew Benny years ago. Like me and Edo just got cool around like twenty seventeen. But I knew who Edo was too. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely, it's definitely good to be in the, in the loop with, with, with these big names that's up and coming, man. Cats from, from upstate New York that's changing the game. That's what I was going to say, too. It's great that, you know, upstate New York has often not really been seen. It's always been about, you know, New York City. So what's it like now that the that upstate New York, like you look at Rochester, you look at Buffalo, like that these scenes are starting to really, really pop off. Like what does that mean to upstate New York hip hop? And like, do you see like a lot more artists coming down the pipeline? Uh, as far as coming from my area? Right. Well, um, I would honestly say, man, my boy Jinx is working. Shout out to my boy Jinx, my boy Shooter. You probably might have caught him already on Sun or on SoundCloud. My boy YMG Shooter out the falls. He making moves. Um, I'm trying to think, who else can I say out there? My man, my boy Tezo Cash out of Lockport. He doing his thing. It's um, it's these cats out here in Lockport. They call them Made Men. They, um, they working too. You know what I'm saying? I don't really. I don't really rock with everybody like that, but I do give respect where it's due. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna sit up here and hate on nobody. I've never been a hater. But I mean there's just a couple of cats that I know from the area like 
Yeah, I got my I got my little bro Bishop. He working right, right now. I'm getting him getting him in the loop. What do you think it took? Why do you think it took so long for upstate New York to really get the shine that it's getting now? Because we never had nobody. You know what I mean? It's, it's, when you think about this area, you think about Rick James. You think about the Buffalo Bills. You know, and they all got uh, they all got a funny story to them. We didn't have no examples. We didn't we didn't have any examples really. You know what I mean? Westside Gunning, Westside Gun, Conway, the Griselda movement was was definitely what we needed for the area to get acknowledged, man. You know what I'm saying? I, and I and I appreciate that it was their style of music that made it. It could have been anything else. It could have been it could have been somebody sounding like Future coming out of Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Could have somebody could have been sounding like Joyner Lucas coming out of Buffalo. Every, that's you know different styles. Somebody could have been rapping like Tyler the Creator coming out of Buffalo, but I'm I'm glad they rapping how they rapping it. Great grimy, you know what I mean? We just the bottom man. It's, it's upstate, but this is really the bottom. Everybody think it's field houses and farms and all that. It ain't. It's nothing like that. And and it, it sounds like you know from the the groups and the 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 folks you shouted out, like there's a lot more coming. As well, do you think that this like it's going to be a lot easier now for from the groundwork that you're laying down, that Ito, that Griselda, that that you're all laying down is going to make that path easier for like the next generation coming from upstate New York to not have to like prove themselves or tell people like you know that upstate New York needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it is because you know that they 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 let the path to me. And I feel like if you're smart and got some kind of kind of sense, you're going to try to tap in the way. You know what I mean? You're going to try to get in the loop and be involved. I'm not saying you're going to sound or try to rap with or like everybody, but you're going to at least rub shoulders and, you know what I mean, communicate and, and get acquainted with people. You feel me? For sure. Do you think there's the way that, that different regions kind of have like a sound? Is there an upstate New York sound? You said what? Like different regions like Atlanta, um, you know, developing their own types of sounds. Like, do you think that there's like a signature upstate New York sound based on what you and Ido and Griselda and other guys are doing? Do you think that there's like, that's like, you know, a signature? I honestly, I honestly feel that um, what they're doing right now is not the new, is, is, is not Buffalo sound. They're molding it to be Buffalo sound, though, because Western New York has never had a signature sound. We've This area has been a wave-riding city forever, and people have people have not been rapping like this forever. It's like different styles. Everybody's different. You have people with the slow flow. You have people with the turn-up flow. You got people with the, with the conscious flow, the backpack rappers. You know, what I mean, it's different. It's a bit of everything because every it's different music out there. So everybody's not the fan of the same kind of music. Like you don't got this group of people. Everybody over here not listening to Fifty Cent. You feel me? Some people over here. Some people in this group is listening to Roddy Rich. Some people in this group is listening to Gunna. Some people in this group is listening to Asher Roth. Some people are listening to. Dipset, you know, it's different. There's different sounds, so everybody's like sort of copying what they hear on the radio or what they see on TV. We never had no examples, so seeing Griselda rap like that, you'll be surprised. There's so many cats right now trying to sound like that. 
<laughs> yes. It, it, it seems like every every other artist that's that's popping up has you know similar beats or trying to to do the same kind of flows and it's it's great that they're having that influence but we also need like artists to like be original and be themselves. Right. You know what I mean? We need something different. Everybody can't sound the same and that's and that's where I stray away from cuz I feel like when people start sounding the same I won't listen to the music. Well, what I, I change my number. What I love about your music too is how you really play with the different flows over different beats. Like, there's not just one sound that you have that you can do, and you know you're always switching up just your delivery and how that sounds. Like, so I'm I'm curious, how do you play with your flows in terms of like what's going to sound best over this beat, but also like not being repetitive at the same time. Well, that that came from from having different different styles in the area. You know, like I said, no, there was really no signature sound for upstate New York. So when I when I when I hear people rapping different flows, I respect it because you know everything sounds good in a different way. Everything doesn't have to sound good the same way. Like as long as, long as you can make it make it sound right on the beat. And not sound like you're trying to be somebody else. It'd be good. And when you think about that, I mean, do you have a lot of songs that you that come out and you're like, "Well, this one is great. This one, I'm going to put this to the side because I don't think it's quite up to what I want it to be." Like, do you do you put songs to the side, or if you if something's not going well, do you work to like fix it? Yeah, yeah, I I I, I got a couple of Lucy's I still haven't yet to go back and finish because I didn't like how it was going, but I like where it was going. You feel me? I like I like where it was going, not how it was going. No doubt. So like when when you're really looking to get that honest feedback, who do you go to to say like, hey, can you like just give me this feedback to say? Because obviously, Kill was one of those people um, in the past. To, to know that you're going to get honest feedback and not somebody just telling you it's great because they just want to stay like, oh, like, it's what you want to hear, obviously. So, like, but no, like, I want honest feedback. Who do you go to? Who do I go to for what? For, for honest feedback when you're really looking for somebody not to just tell you how great your music is, but to tell you what they think could be better. Um, my, I would have to say my boy D-Hawks and my boy, my boy Flip. I go to them for my opinion because they really listen and they're fans of music. They're not just going to be biased and be like, yeah, that's hot because they're my friend or just, you know what I mean? Brush me off because they really don't care. Like these are people that really take the time to help me make better music and critique my sound and, you know, give me, give me feedback on what I should do more of and what I should do less of. So I definitely say those two are definitely people I look to for feedback. And you're working on The World is Piff too. Are we looking to see a 2020 drop for that? Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when I'm going to give it to y'all, man. I'm not going to lie. This joint is well put together. Like, I'm trying not to be the rapper that talks about their music so good. that You know what I mean? I don't want to be that person. But the, the project is put together real well. And I just can't let this, this go like that. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to get the presentation together trying to make sure everything is all in order. I'm big, I'm big on structure. Like, I have OCD. You know I mean, I'm not diagnosed with it. I know I have OCD. So, you know what I mean? I'm constantly 
organizing and arranging things. I'm a, I'm big on that. I, I even arrange my money. Man, so so what exactly are you organizing here to make sure it's all good? Like the marketing plan, the music, like what's, mm-hmm. what are you working? Is it all of that? The marketing, just the marketing and presentation. I want to have everything done in advance where it's like, yo, I can really just drop and chill. It ain't like the project out. I got to get this video done. I got to get this video done. I got to get this video done. Like I'm already doing videos for the world's tip too. I already got promotional videos done. I got posters. I got t-shirts. Got different things being done already. Excuse me. So when it comes, I want to push this for a minute. This is something I'm going to be pushing for like maybe four, five, six months. If it work out, I could, you know what I mean? Take this into 21 with me. We'll just see how it goes. But it's definitely, it's definitely coming 2020. It's expected. And so this is the project too. When you look at putting that five, six month push in, you know, what are the goals for the project if you're going to be spending that much time on it? Promotion. I want to put as much promotion into it as possible where everybody hears it. My goal is to be heard. You know what I'm saying? The money's going to come. I'm not worried about fame, but I just want to be heard. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, a lot of people rap and nobody listens. Nobody hears them. Nobody is paying them any attention. I want to be heard. I want to be respected. You know what I'm saying? When my, when my music come on, they be like, oh, yeah, this is a song right here. Turn that up. You know what I'm saying? I want I want that vibe all the time. You feel me? When I when I come on, I'm not present. Make anybody want to listen to me because they know I got something to say. And do you feel like that is shifting already? As far as as, 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 more, as far as more people like more people are more coming towards that. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I can I see the difference. I definitely see the growth. I see the growth. And to me, it seems like a very organic growth too, because it's not like you're you know, putting, you know, a bunch of sponsored posts in front of people's eyes and, and, and kind of, right. it seems like it's like word of mouth and it seems like that real genuine kind of love the way that it's spreading around. Yeah. The thing I can say is too, it was a, it was a, there was an option back in the day. I never paid for no followers. I never paid for no fans. I never paid for none of that. You know, they had them sites back in the day. You get 5,000 followers and all that. Glitch. I never, never did that. That's one thing I, I'm I'm glad to say that of like I never paid for my followers. Like, I mean, and I remember those. It was like ten thousand followers for like three hundred bucks, and um, right, it, you know what I mean. You get those dudes with like eighty thousand followers and two likes on a poster. You paying for followers? Yeah, this is corny. Like I never, I ain't paying for no followers, man. And they be fake, you know. They generated profiles and all that. That should be fake. Exactly. No, I mean, I think you're doing it all the right way. That's why I'm such a fan and I love the music and I love the, the outlook. So looking at The World is Piff 2, what are you looking to show between that and the first World is Piff? Um, just just growth. Just, you know, this shit bigger than Nino. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm going with it. This shit bigger than Nino. Some gas right here. So I'm just, I'm, um, I'm stepping it up. You know, I'm working on other projects in between just to keep my blade sharp. But it's all gonna it's all gonna make sense in the end. When the world of Pip Two drops, it's gonna make sense with what I what I've been doing over the past year. Because everything's gonna come together. You know what I'm saying? So That's exciting. And 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 I know you have no release date yet, or or at least you you have a release date, but you're not uh you're not telling us, but we're saying definitely twenty twenty we should be on the lookout for that and, and we should be supporting it when we finally see it, right? Yeah. Well I I'm gonna tell you this, right? When I when I 
when it's coming, you gonna know. You gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> you gonna, when it's dropping, you gonna know. You gonna you gonna know when it's dropping. Trust me. Yeah, everybody will know when it's dropping. <laughs> man, well, I'm excited All about. about I'm excited about that. I'm glad. I'm glad things are going well for you, man. And I definitely appreciate the conversation. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You calling, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind, man. I appreciate this. Cause like I said, where I'm from, we don't get this type of love. So get acknowledged from, you know, different states and shit like that. People calling me want to talk to me about my music. I appreciate it, man. <laughs>